Now he gets it. I take another sip of aguardiente and glance around the bar. The local guys in the corner booth are still watching us, but that's no surprise. People watch my friends and me everywhere we go. What is strange is that they're watching Maddie in her eco-friendly dress and vintage sandals that actually came from Goodwill. Your cousin is having fun, Nico says. She's dancing with one of the local guys, the pretty one with bright hazel eyes and a scruffy square jaw. Paula, the bartender, pours with a heavy hand, and her generosity has miraculously dislodged the stick from my cousin's ass. Really, it's about time. Maddie was uptight before her father died, and since then, she's elevated the role of buzzkill from a hobby to an art. Fortunately, I don't have to watch out for Maddie like I do Netta, because her brother, Ryan, would never let anything happen to her. You're bored, Nico says, drawing me out of my thoughts. I cross my arms and lean back in my chair. Is that your best guess? His gaze narrows as he studies me, trying to read my mood. Is this a game? Isn't everything? My glass is empty, so I take a sip from his, watching him over the rim as he tries to make sense of the puzzle that is me and my friends dropping cash in his neighborhood dive bar. He nods at the dance floor, where Netta and Maddie are now dancing in a sloppy group with three guys. I thought your friend and your cousin didn't get along. They don't. I raise his glass. This particular social discrepancy is brought to you by the miracle of tequila. And that one? His focus settles on the end of the bar, where Ryan and Holden are laughing at some story the bartender is telling them, as she refills my cousin's glass with straight soda. Every time Paula bends over to grab a glass, they look down her shirt. My cousin is subtle. My boyfriend is not. Is that also the tequila? I watch for a minute. Then I look away. That's nothing. That's Holden. I stand and take Nico's hand. That's not what I came here to see. Maddie. The fast, heavy rhythm of the cumbia beat pounds through me, driving every spin and little kick and each connection with Sebastian. His hands find my waist, and I smile at the reckless thrill his touch sends through me. The floor swells around me, then it begins to spin. I stumble. Sebastian laughs and pulls me in closer, then we're dancing again. I am drunk for the second time in my life. The first time I almost died. This bar isn't the kind of place I expected Genesis to drag us to. There are no bright lights or throngs of international tourists. The bartender isn't swamped, and the local crowd doesn't care what I'm wearing or how well I move. They just want to have a good time. For the first time in nearly a year, I'm actually having fun. But Genesis doesn't get credit for that. In the pause between songs, I catch my breath and movement from one of the tables catches my eye. My cousin tugs Nico out of his chair, her predatory gaze locked onto him like some kind of laser target. He probably doesn't even know he's caught. My phone buzzes and I pull it from my pocket, 
but Genesis plucks it from my hand on her way past with Nico. Do you really think you should be drunk texting your mommy? I promise she'll survive without hearing from you for a few hours. She drops my phone into her purse, and as the next song begins, I frown as I watch Genesis and Nico disappear into the back of the bar. But I can't really say I'm surprised. The problem with being given everything in life is that you grow up thinking you can take whatever you want whenever you want it, even if your boyfriend is sitting half a room away. Holden looks from me to Genesis's empty table, and his jaw clenches. He slides off his stool. It's possible that my staring wasn't as subtle as I thought. ¿Qué pasa, hermosa? Sebastián runs one warm hand up my arm. Nada, lo siento, I tell him. ¿Quieres otra copa? No, gracias. I would love another drink. But unlike my cousin...